welcome back to your show, everybody. It's episode 101 of the Brother Brother Podcast. The podcast is part therapy, part tongue-in-cheek, all real talk. After 100 episodes, you think we're going to change the opening or, or maybe the slogan or something like that? You don't know us. We're way too lazy for that. No, that was a question to you, but okay. No, oh, I thought you were asking me uh, what you're I mean, we can change it up. I'm... I'm... I believe in change. Change is good. Yeah, and it, it would be nice to get a better uh, logo. Now I think about it. Well, I said that a long time ago. And but you didn't do anything to fix it, did you? Well, I asked you, and you pushed back real hard, so I was like, fine, sorry. No, you said you were commissioning somebody or something, and nothing really came of that. You I know said what? I wanted to. You know what, Jonathan? Oh, let's Let's not show them how the sausage is made. Let's not do that. But this is a special episode because it's the last one we're going to do like this, right? Because um, yeah, I'm, I'm moving. I'll be up there and then we'll be doing all this face to face, which is kind of cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm excited for it. Um, me too. Obviously, I it's one of the things I've wanted for a while is us to be closer. Uh, it had been great to see you more and more over the last few years. Uh, but living together again will be awesome. Yeah. Um, oh, by the way, that's Jonathan. I'm Reginald, in case you didn't notice. Tempe WMF! Whatever. Yeah, boy! Yeah, why, why, I wish you would decide what you want to go by, because, like, it seems to change all the time. Like, are, are you, do, do, does the handle really all that important? You know, things like that. But whatever. It is what it is. You got to pump your all brand. your names out in all mm-hmm. the spaces. Do it everywhere. That's what I'm saying. Do it everywhere. Um, but yeah, Reg, before you do make that, before you arrive here, you do have a long drive. Oh, my God. 15 hours. Depending well, on which way I, I go. I don't think it will be that long this time because you won't be driving in a moving truck. This is still the same. The distance is still the same, but a moving truck, you just have more resistance. Think about how smoothly cars flew past us. Yeah, that's But we were doing like 60. You know, just having not having that weight is going to be amazing. Yeah, I'm looking. Well, I'm not looking forward to the drive, actually. I love a long drive, but I don't know. Maybe after that, that last one, I was like, uh, not this. Well, we our timing again. was our timing was terrible. So if you can get better timing, that's be true. Good. We started late and we took a lot of stops because we were tired and didn't want to drive off the road tired and shit. Fuck, yeah, so tired. I was tired and I couldn't believe how tired you must have been. I mean, like I was just like, this motherfucker must be dead to the world. <laughs> yeah, because like in retrospect, we probably should have just you know, taken a night and left in the morning or something, but you know, well we had shit to do, I don't know it's just, there were no good options and that seemed like the better option. There were no good options. Yeah. Dealing with people, Um, making things all difficult and shit. So fucking difficult. So many turnarounds. Why are we turning around again? Yeah. Why, Reg? Why are we doing this? Uh, but yeah, but no, it's all right. One, one more trial, and then you're here. Yeah, and the so like I, I um, 
I wouldn't say there was uh, drama with my transfer. It was just one of those... I kept trying to find out exactly what was going on because I was like, yeah, I know what my start date is, but they didn't tell me like my last day. So I, I called somebody I was like, Hey, what is my last day here? You know, cause like, I don't know what that is. And then I got in contact with somebody in employee movement and they're like, yeah, this is, you you know, and then they, they asked me when would be best for me since I, I'm entitled like three days or something like that, three or four days. So I was like, okay, yeah, Thursday that way, you know, I can drive up and, be all yeah. fresh and stuff exactly have some days to recover and in, in yeah. between the drive and such um yeah well i'm excited that's i'm just excited yeah uh carson corner i thought that was a carson corner oh are we in the, my god look, look we're like already in it i i'm this is just how out of things i am right now Okay. Uh, anywho, um, so like, I I haven't been telling real well. I told people on Facebook and whatnot and friends and stuff that I was leaving, but like people at work don't know, or most people don't, and that they're like, you know, so it's just like a normal work week or whatever. And I'm like, eh, I just don't feel like making a big deal about it. Plus, I'm known for the Irish accent, you know, so. It's going to be the ultimate Irish exit. Right, exactly. Um, One but, day Reds just never came back to work. Yeah, but what is... But there's this guy at work, a uh, friend, and he, he was like, telling, getting all this input from people, but like, oh, you're going to the Boston? All these people moving down from Boston? And yada, yada. and like, apparently, I don't know. Boston might be a hell station because of management or whatever. And like, all these people out there, like, I don't know. They, like, it's it's a done deal, you know? The transfer is yep. set. I'm ready to move. I have my reasons. But it's like, I don't get the people who feel the need to go out of their way to try and, you know, I, I don't know what's the right word I'm looking for, but like, try to scare you out of something or something, if that makes sense. You know, I, like I, I think it's because they're too afraid to do something like that, so they have to rationalize. They're not saying it for your benefit; they're saying to to confirm their fear of I could never move away from here. I don't think it's a matter of Boston. I bet if you said any place you were going, it would be a hellhole compared to where they're at. Yeah, but some of these people are people that actually were in the Boston station and, and came back or whatever. Or, or not came back, but, but left. And I'm like, I, yeah. And like, I get it, you know, like y- you want to let somebody know, but I'm like, I got my reasons going up there and they're like, you're going in the middle of winter and storm. Like, yeah, like that is not ideal, to, but I was going to have to deal with the winter anyway, you know? Exactly. So eventually, eventually is, you know, so I'm cool with it, but it's just like, I don't, I don't know, maybe I'll sing a different tune when I get up there and I'll be like, oh, this place is, but like, I don't see myself, and it's also a thing of, I'm not the type of person that's like, like, I I keep work at work, you know, so if these managers are hellish and you got to be on your P and Q's and whatever, okay, I can do that, you know, like, it's not a difficult job and I don't understand how difficult they can make it you know 
like for instance they're like yeah and then even if you take a minute delay or whatever then they'll try and write everybody up and yada and i'm like i'm not saying that's 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 horrible that's stupid if they're out there trying to get people in trouble but at the same time if you know that's the case and just do things early you know i don't know i i don't know like i, I yeah. get it but like it just seems like all these horror stories i'm sure that they're they are maybe they are horrible and justified i don't know but i'll find out but it's like i'll be doing this job for another 20 some odd years knock on wood you know and okay you know so like i don't know i I have a reason to be up there family and all that so it is what it is i'm I'm gonna make it what it is exactly and and you're type of worker who you know is a good worker anyway so i can't imagine that it's going to be an issue for you like i feel like a lot of the workers you tell me who complain are like the ones who aren't really that good anyway right because it i mean yeah it does kind of seem like that you know like and i don't know if it's just a boston culture it could just be a boston thing where like it, it seems like bostonians are very confrontational especially these quote-unquote uh, um, blue collar guys, you know, like they take pride in not being confrontational, but you know that whole the the whole Marky Mark vibe, you know? Yeah, the the tough guy bravado, right? And it's like so everything is a fight as opposed to you know let's just you know work Agreed this out together agree. because you know because I'm like they talk about how horrible it is and 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 I'm like that's American Airlines sinks a lot of money into their workers. I mean, that's just facts. Because there's a lot of training that you have to do, which, you know, you wouldn't think, but you do. There's a lot of training. Uh, there's a lot with, like, credentialing and stuff like that. And so it, it doesn't make a lot of sense to sink all that kind of money into people and then fi- and then m- try and make it a revolving door. You know, because it's not like... It's not Chick-fil-A where you can just hire somebody off the street and they can be working Monday. You know, you have to do an interview process. And then if they like what they see or whatever, it's still going to take them a couple months to get you in the door. Yeah. So it does no checks, right background guy. checks, all that. So it does no good. Secure areas. You're right. Dealing, I mean, you can't just have some, like you said, you can't just hire some dude off the street and expect him to be there even in a week or two because. These are people who have the availability to move things through our transportation systems, things that could be legal or things that could be lethal. Like Right. And, like, every station is different, but, like, it, it seems like the Boston station, like, the, the stuff I had to do was, my God, nothing like in Charlotte. Like, I'm like, my God, I, I wonder if Charlotte is, is even secure. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I was like, we don't do any of this shit. Um, but, but yeah, so I was like, okay. So like the idea that it's just some sort of, you know, everybody out here trying to fuck everybody up. Like I, I could get it. I could believe it, but you know, there's, it seems like Massachusetts is a big union place. So like, you know, I I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm not worried about it. I'm just bothered by 
the, the people coming up and being like, oh, you're making a mistake, you're making a mistake, like, go fuck yourselves, right? Like, and, and who knows, maybe in six months I'll be like, I gotta get out of here. I doubt it, but, you know. Yeah. So You made your decision, you gotta live a bit. Right. And I just wish people would be more, I guess, supportive as, as opposed to trying to be those people. I don't get what those people get out of it. But anyway, um, so that's been yeah. kind of been my my work week. It's been cold as hell, but I've kind of been enjoying the cold because, like, I'm like I said, I'm I'm over heat. I'm over it. I used to be all about the heat, but nah, 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 nah. yeah, not but not that heat. Um. All right. Well, let's get into the news. Yeah, um, I guess let's first talk talk about you know what? Um we did our episode one hundred and we talked about uh things that we would like to bring back or our favorite segments or something. And you know what was a one that we didn't talk about that was kind of a bittersweet segment that I used yeah. to love and then kinda of didn't towards the end? And, and I still kinda of want to bring it back, maybe. I don't know. But um as hat of the week, hero of the week. <laughs> like I kind of oh, miss yeah. that segment sometimes. Do you have candidates, or is this just no, no, general? no? It was just a yeah, just general. Oh, well, maybe we'll uh, maybe next week you might see one of those coming back. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, we do have other yeah. stuff to talk about. It's been a big week for the uh, ass hat and chief. Um, Donald Trump, we're going to get right into Trump news. I know we do it at the beginning again, get the shit taste there. That way we can spend the rest of the episode washing it out of our mouth. Hey, so um, have you been following the impeachment stuff? I, I, like, I have. Okay, good. Cause I haven't. And it's, and the reason is, is because I feel like this is for the people in the back, the people not paying attention, you know, like I, think- I understand. We know what is what he did and everything, so it's not like I'm going to learn anything new. It's just only thing you're going to learn is that things were worse than originally reported, you know. And it's all a matter of whether these low impact, low information people are going to come on board or not. You know? Well, see, I, I I don't think it's low information necessarily. I think this these impeachment trials are for those in the middle and those who regret voting for Donald Trump. But don't regret for vote. Don't regret voting against Hillary Clinton. Because mm-hmm. uh, I've been listening to a lot of NPR. I've been listening to some new podcasts who are just following specifically the impeachment. And what I've found as they've gone to different states and they've gone to different um, areas with these like um, viewing groups and talking to people who are more or less in the middle, you see a lot of people who are beginning to understand why it was so bad understanding that it was bad but not understanding the severity of you know what was going on i think a lot of people are beginning to understand that and are being confronted with actual testimony as opposed to leaked ideas um for those on the polls you know the trump voters the heart you know his that 62 percent of his trump voters the 35 to 45 percent of republican voters who are within no matter what 
Like, mm-hmm. it's not for them. You're not changing those people's minds. Um, and I like the fact that Democrats aren't really trying to do that. They're not, like, trying to appeal to Trump voters to be like, can't you see this guy's bad? They're just like, those in the middle and those who aren't informed, this is what was happening. This is why it was bad. So in that sense, I do think it has been it's it's still political theater, especially on the Republicans part who are doing, you know, who aren't aren't even addressing the facts of the matter. They're just looking at the process or trying to discredit people. But outside of that, um, I think it's been good to have this very clear uh, idea out there for people. Mm hmm. Um, but so, so far we've had three, um, impeachment, so far we've had three impeachment witnesses. Um, the last one being, let me get her name correctly, because I do not want to, uh, mess up her name. Maria Yovanovitch. Yovanovitch. I have yep. heard so much talk about her and people are like, she's a hero and all that. Cause she's the ambassador to, to pull to Ukraine rather. Former ambassador to right. Ukraine. Because um, basically she kept getting in the way, I guess. Just kept like, asking questions. And they knew, she knew, they knew that if they tried to do this runaround with her on the watch, that she would send the correct uh, inquiry to the correct people. I mean, she's a career diplomat. She served and she served all over the place, but specifically has been ambassador to Somalia. Uh, being in Mogadishu, which is, as people know, is has a very violent history, um, as well as being the now um, our former ambassador to the Ukraine during the time when uh, they were facing huge pressure from Russia, including the invasion into Crimea. Into Crimea. So, like, this was not some, you know, Obama appointee or super liberal person or someone who bought their... Uh, ambassadorship through donations and influence like this is a career um, foreign service uh, employees so the fact that she was not only being talked poorly about uh, to the Ukrainians behind her back by Giuliani and his two cronies and Trump as well the fact that she was removed essentially for no reason and the worst part is there were people in the Foreign Service who wanted to voice their support for her and their disapproval of her removal, but they were told not to because of fear of reprisal from Donald Trump and his administration. Right. Like, it's so fucked up. And then on top of it, you know, like, they were saying some weird fucked up shit. Like, like for instance, um, something bad might happen to her or something like stuff oh. like that, you know. These veiled threats. So she got those while she was in uh, the Ukraine. She literally got a call in the morning where someone was like, you need to get on the next flight uh, home because we can't guarantee your safety anymore. Yeah. And then and then Trump, while tweeting before and after, but this te- tweeting particularly before it says, you know, basically said you can't trust her. Um, she's part of, you know, the deep state and she's going to go through some some things, which is. Like, he operates like a soft, uh, organized crime mob boss that you would see on TV. Like, doing veiled threats that he could be like, no, I, I'm I'm saying she's going to go through things through testimony because it's hard on people. As opposed to being like, we know what you're really saying. Exactly, yeah. And then also, you, you know, 
it's, whatever. It's just it's just frustrating because we see all this stuff. It's all out in the open, and like I don't know, like like why I don't like I I feel like we're just going through the motions because we have to go through the motions. But I don't know what the end game is going to be. Like I don't know how this ends. Like I I really cannot believe that they're going to remove him. You know the Republicans aren't going to do that. Well, again, we are at the very beginning of this testimony, and the people with first-hand knowledge have not testified yet. So mm-hmm. I think the more that, as they, I, I think the Democrats are doing a great job by building this slowly, so that, but not so slow that it's like weeks in between testimonies. Like they have eight, three people testified this week, um, eight people are going to testify next week. You know, I, I think as long as they can keep making people make the Republicans justify through their idiocy, their defense of, the, of Trump, that it will continue to push the needle. I will I, say this. It does seem like people who are supporting Trump are having a bad day of it. Um, there, there was this uh, <laughs> uh, um, one House of Representatives member. I think she's from the House. But basically it was just reading out, you know, conspiracy theory shit and then like her um the the person running against her all of a sudden got like six hundred thousand dollars in uh donations for their campaign like in a day you know because people are like oh we can't hand we we cannot allow this to continue you know that would be elise stefanik who um during uh yon not how do you say her name again Yovanova, I am so bad. <laughs> uh, Nava... I, I did it once, Jonathan. I can't be expected to do it again. Okay, listen. So, anyways, during the former ambassador's testimony, um, according to the congressional rules that again the Republicans themselves wrote uh, back when they were in control, um, during the official uh, questioning, which is from the minority and majority uh nominated people and then their councils on can ask questions and then there's an open session where you get five minutes per person right so when the council and the minority or majority representative are asking questions they get 45 minutes during that segment but they're the only two people who are allowed to ask questions so devin nunez uh being in the ass that he is, knowing the rules, having sat on this committee for a while, uh, did his part. But before giving, yielding his time to the council to then begin the official questioning, he tried to yield to, um, he tried to yield to Elise Stefanik. And of course, Schiff gaveled her down. And she's like, why? She's like, you were allowed, you yielded time to a member of Congress who wasn't council. And he's like, that is not fact. Gaveled her down. And so at the end, she, you know, basically was just trying to be antagonistic, being like, they won't allow us to speak. They're changing the rules, knowing that that's not true. Um, and she got called out on that, in addition to reading all the conspiracy theories. And then her, uh, like you said, her um, opponent received up to now like $650,000, like up to like the, the moment of this recording. And it just keeps going up and up and up. Because people are just like, like you said, if you're going to lie just like that, Jot, easily, then you just shouldn't be representing anyone. It's crazy. But, hey, that's the world we're living in right now. 
It is, and it sucks. But I, I don't know. It does feel like you know things are changing. I mean, recently there was what a conservative co-host who was fired mid-episode because he um, criticized Donald Trump, and it just seems like you know you have people on Fox News kind of turning on Trump a bit. Um, so you know maybe we will get to that sixty percent that that we all think that we, that is necessary for him to be impeached or whatever. And you know what? I don't know if you heard this, but there's talk that uh, he's not going to uh, run with Pence. What? Yeah, that he's going to maybe nominate Nikki Haley instead of uh, Mike Pence. Well, Nikki Haley's already up his ass. She sat there on Anderson Cooper and was like, I believe the president is a truthful person. And Anderson Cooper is like, yeah. bitch, what? Yeah, and then he yeah. just starts spouting out just recent lies, not even long-term lies, recent lies. And she was just like, well, uh, yeah, didn't really have an answer. So, like, run Nikki Haley. You're not... This is the thing about the Republicans. They're so transparent with their, like, with their fake appeal to people, whether it's the black people, whether March Marjo Candace, um, Candace Owens, or fucking Diamond and Silk and all that shit, or Blacks for Trump, or when they go for, like, uh, like with AOC, where they're like, you know, they got that um, the Asian woman to be like, hey, we have an Asian minority, or we have a minority female too, so maybe you guys should look at her. And you're just like, yo, this girl's a clown. Yeah. She has like no experience. She has no real platform. She's just all talking points. And as soon as you press her, she's like, uh, interview over. Like, but that they're so transparent with it. Again, the only reason the Democrats should lose this coming election, or really any future election, is because of the fact that you're just outnumbered because of gerrymandering or because of pure incompetence. That's the reason they lost in 2016, man. Fucking incompetence. Right. And speaking of, Deval Patrick is hopping into the race. um, What's his name? Mayor Bloomberg. Yeah. Like, like, I don't understand. Read the room. Read the room. Yes, read the room because, I mean, I get it. You know, you have all these centrists, all these rich donors in the Democratic Party who are afraid, afraid of uh, Warren and Sanders, afraid what their candidacy might mean. You know, so they're shouting out all these people. And it's like, you guys are doing it again. You know, you're out here trying to scare everybody instead of getting in with the movement, you know. Instead of reading the room, you you had Deval Patrick. He's out here because the centrists want you know somebody who is on their side who will you know won't go after their money, um, and, and that's not going to be Warner Sanders. So you know, so they get Deval Patrick in because of course Biden is looking weak. At least that's the narrative. Like I I kind of think that people are just trying to keep saying that Biden looks weak so that if he does win or when he does win, it looks like it's an upset or a comeback. But, um, so, but at the same time, it does feel like all they're really doing is splitting the quote unquote conservative vote, you know, the, the right vote, yeah, left or right or left to center or whatever they want to call themselves. The, the moderate vote, because it's like, if you're a moderate, you have Biden, I guess now Deval Patrick, you have Klobuchar, you have Buttigieg, Buttigieg and Harris. Harris. It's like five different people. Did we say Booker too? Well, I don't yeah, count he's Booker. He's a centrist. I don't yeah, count Booker and Steyer. 
I don't oh, you know. Just saying, they don't even matter. They don't matter. Yeah, I guess that's true. That's true. Same thing with Yang, Yang and Castro. They don't matter. Yeah. yeah, but that's my thing. It's, it's to jump off the Trump train for a second. Well, I do have one more story I got to talk about with him. Maybe we'll talk about that later. Um, the idea, like right now, that uh, Pete Buttigieg is like anything other than a long shot, is embarrassing to me. Like everyone's talking about how he's you know, really made moves in Iowa, but it's like Iowa's one of the whitest states. He's pulling at less than 5% with minorities. Once he wins Iowa, where is he going to go? He's doing okay in New Hampshire, but he's not going to be Elizabeth Warren or, or whatchamacallit or Bernie Sanders in New Hampshire in their backyard. Everyone's trying to give him this momentum that he doesn't have. Yeah, and speaking of um, some Buttigieg fuckery, did you see his um, Douglas plan? Oh, you mean the plan that had a bunch of black people on there who hadn't endorsed him, that had yes. 42% uh, endorsed by white people? Right. Like, and the, I mean, the whole that, bunch that's, of organizations that's the like, Democratic who, who version of, Trump, of uh, blacks for Trumps. Who this man? Because all, all these people... Like, I mean, I don't know imagine me. this, because like he put out this plan and had all these quote-unquote endorsements and uh the the way they put it out there is it made it seem like these people were endorsing pete Buttigieg. and not only was that not the case but these people hadn't not only were they not in, in, in um endorsing Buttigieg, but they weren't even endorsing a plan a lot of them um but he put it out there and like some of these people got calls and you know that morning they're like what's going on here? You know, from constituents and stuff. They're like, you're supporting Pete Buttigieg. And they're like, what? No. It's like, have you seen this press release? And then, you know, like, I don't think he, his, I haven't heard anything, any response from his camp except for, um, silence, <laughs> silence. You know, I think I heard one person say they should not have put it out the way they did or something like, I don't know, but like, it's been nothing but silence, you know? And I mean, Pete Buttigieg has you know, not pulling well among African-Americans and he has not helped his case with this and nor has he helped his case with, um, earlier they had some sort of internal memo or something that got leaked where he was basically writing off the black vote saying because, uh, black people are homophobic that he's not going to be able to, um, to be fair, to be fair. He didn't say that a campaign worker suggested that, um, it is possible that that's one of the reasons that that um a, not a campaign worker, a campaign surrogate, not mm-hmm. someone officially tied to the campaign. Um, but basically said, yeah, it could be. It's possible that he won't be able to get a large part of the black vote because of homophobic um, feelings in the black community. And which I mean, there are homophobic feelings in the black community, but. You yeah, don't need to look at that as in, in, every in every community. Exactly. And more importantly, you don't need to even look at at um, the homophobia, homophobia in the black community. You can just look at his interactions with black people in his own town. Right. They have been largely negative. Mm-hmm. And outside of saying he made mistakes and he was wrong, he hasn't really done much to actually bridge or fix uh, the issues that he has. So uh empty suit pete i've been telling so many people when everyone asks me about like something or comments on uh, a candidate i've been like yo go listen to the worst year ever i've been getting so many people to listen to that just because 
I consider myself a pretty informed person, but listening to that podcast and hearing some of the things from their past, you're just like, holy shit, this person can't get it on. Right. Like, and I don't Pete know. Buttigieg what, is on that list. Yeah, Pete Buttigieg is one of those, because I didn't know much about him uh, even now, but like, learning that episode was amazing. Uh, a wealth of knowledge. Same thing with the Kamala Harris one. Like, except Kamala Harris, that one is one that just. You know, I've been saying, like, there are things I I don't pay attention to because, you know, I'm just going to find out things are worse than I, than, you know, I originally thought. And that's what the Kamala Harris episode was, you know, like, I I, I I knew she was bad, but I didn't know she was that bad. bad. Yeah, I still enjoyed that episode mainly because it helped me realize I don't want her to go any higher than the level that she's at. I don't know that I like her at the level that she's at, but like, I thought to myself, is there a position, a place in the in a future administration for her? And I think to myself, definitely not in a progressive one. Like, right. Not... Like, I don't want her to be attorney general. Can you oh, imagine? hell no. Hell Can you no. imagine? Hell no. Not with her record. Thank you. No, thank you. That would be fucking terrible. Um, but again, these are the reasons why people need to listen to that to episodes and listen and inform themselves just because we need to know this and we need to be able to defend that position to other people who don't know that information. Right. Like the fact that there's this guy in jail for, you know, sexual assault, what, 70 years or something like that? 70 years, 70 year term, you know, and, and like there are all these irregularities and they know that he's innocent. But she's just keeping him in jail? On a technicality, because she is too prideful to say, I made a mistake. Right. And the The technicality technicality only happened because the dude's not a lawyer, you know? Exactly. That's disgusting. That is disgusting. Yeah. Yeah, it's, It's terrible. It's one of those things where it's like, if you can justify doing this, you don't deserve to be in a position of power. You're a monster. Right. You're taking someone's freedom away. Yeah, but anyway. the worst thing about it, the victim was uh, there's you know listen to the episode it's so problematic what what she did to this man and continues to do to other people think about all the all the people who are being paid pennies on penny micro pennies on the dollar of what they should be paid to put the out fight, fires. fires and even and then when they get out. They can't even get those jobs that they've been trained for and already been doing. That's the kick in the pants. That that, that they're out here fighting these fires, but if they they need help, right? They and they need them to fight these fires. But you know, if they wanted to do these jobs when they got out, they wouldn't be able to. Like they're good enough to do them incarcerated, but free now. And not only that, that helps. That should help prevent uh, recidivism. Is that how you Mm -hmm. say it? Yeah. Yeah, like give them an option so that they don't fall back into criminal behavior or desperation. Because desperation creates desperate moves and then desperate people do bad things. That's what despair does. And especially if they don't you know if if crime is their only option. You're not gonna starve. No one's gonna do that on purpose. Um, one last thing before we keep moving on. Uh last Trump thing. Actually, second to last Trump thing, but the other one will come later. Uh, Roger Stone, convicted on all counts. 
that is the sixth uh, person connected to Trump. And this one is a big connection that might prove a lot, uh, a lot more. What's it called? Um, uh, what's it called when you and impede a, a trial? I mean, a uh, investigation. Obstruction. There we go. Uh, because basically this sort of connects Trump with tr- the Trump administration campaign with WikiLeaks as well as connections with um, maneuvers to obstruct investigators who are looking into other bad behavior. So it'll be interesting to see how much Roger Stone gets. The max is 70 years. So he's an old man. So he hopefully will get a decent uh, a decent bit of sentencing so that I don't know because at this point he's not going to cooperate so what do you do do you give him 30 years yeah you give him 30 years you give him the same thing you would give anybody else and that's what um, fucking old don't mean anything that's on him not so much that my thing is just like if we don't start if we don't start giving these people prison sentences that people are afraid of why is there any reason to try and do anything, you know? Like, I think about, as I was watching um, some, you know, Sunday morning politics, people talking about, like, oh, my God, I can't believe uh, that these people are still refusing these subpoenas. And it's like, when do you start arresting people? Yeah. Like, at what point does that happen? Uh, anyways, well, I think that's, that's it uh, for Trump stuff. Um, there were two additional witnesses who were dispo- who were deposed on Friday and then Saturday. One of them being um from the os- the office of business management who worked under Mulvaney. Uh, he's the first person who actually speaking of people not uh, appearing with their subpoenas. He's the first one from that office to uh, reject the directives by the White House and to testify. So it'll be interesting to see what he says. But, you know, there'll be more testimony next week, so we'll be back with some more impeachment talk for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, to talk about, you know, some DNC fuckery and some centrist bullshit, uh, seems like Obama's not all about hope and change these days. Yeah, right? His hope and change is hoping that you'll change your mind about progressive policies. Ba-dum-bum-tsh. Yeah, he really uh, is joining the big wealthy donors and millionaires trying to be like, maybe we don't need to go too far to the left. And it's just like, yeah, we put you in office hoping you would go to the left and you went center. Right. Um, someone on Twitter said it best. Uh, I said, why is Obama most vocal when it comes to criticizing progressives, black and youth activism, but doesn't have a public statement of how the system is still killing us. And like, that's true. He's always there to be like, hey, maybe we don't need to do this, but, you know, yeah. silent as fuck. Which, speaking of silence, some shit that fucking pissed me off this week. Um, everyone coming to the aid of Israel with them bombing Gaza again. Um, talking about, like, they have a right to protect themselves. And it's like, where were you when their snipers were shooting peaceful protesters? Like, why is it you guys, I mean, we know why it is. Yeah. But, like, it's just, I'm, I'm so tired of the hypocrisy and the bullshit coming out of people who claim to be progressives and champions of, like, human rights. But then you look at their record and you're like, yo, man, like, Obama, Bob, the uh, 
deporter in chief, bomber in chief. He escalated Trump's drone striking, which seemed like impossible at that time. No one wants to talk about that. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, but no one wants to talk about that shit. Shit makes me yeah. mad. Mm-hmm. It's just frustrating. The, the you know the hypocrisy. It's just well, some, sometimes hypocrisy comes back to hit you in the face, mm. like in the city of Venice, where <laughs> they have been dealing progressively with more flooding as the effects of climate change begin to hit, including higher. Um, tides and higher water levels. Now, they had a council which basically voted against um, some uh, some initiatives that would have helped uh, with climate change and would help with, uh, you know, basically defending the environment. And no sooner had they uh, voted against that, uh, their councils and much of the city uh, was hit with historic flooding. Two minutes the- after they voted. And it's just... It's what you get, you know. It's one of those things, like like we have said throughout our hundred episodes. The stride, the stride in Florida, is just amazing. It's so tasteful. Yeah, like, it's because it's like these people. I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand how. I don't. Well, you know what? I've watched Chernobyl, and I, I that's how I kind of feel. What this is, people who are sitting here on sinking ships, like being like, "Nah, I'm not wet." <laughs> You know, but I would be okay with it if it wasn't for the fact that I'm on that ship, too, and I need them to start fixing this shit, you know? And that's the thing I don't get, whether it's farmers in the Midwest who are seeing their crops dry up or have having, having to use more water to do their crops. Places in California where it's fire season um, annually now, as opposed to, you know, every five years to stronger hurricanes and the the idea that we know that the gulf is not going to cool off not in our yeah. lifetime mm-hmm. like we can't it's not like we can make a giant machine to make ice like if, if we could b- bring ice from the stars this wouldn't be a big of a problem you know go out and see out of their atmosphere bring some ice back and just drop it in the in the whatchamacallit and let it cool shit off yeah it might raise uh wire levels but at least it'd be cooler but we can't do that shit so we have to live with the consequences of it. And people are just not either it's too far out for them to see or they think it's too far out for them to see or they no, think it's, it's not just the solutions are uncomfortable. The solutions mean you can't have your big ass giant truck, you know, or your SUV. Uh it, it means Well, well, um, well. I got an SUV. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But listen, but you know what I mean? You know, it, it means sacrifice. It means that, you know, we're going to have to be more fuel efficient. It means that uh, these big oil companies are going to lose money. And, and people, I don't know. It's like, I don't get whether these people love defending the rich, but they, they fucking do. Dude, the battles I've been having this week about people defending the rich is insane to me. It's like I had to talk with someone about universal health care because I posted some clip about how we can do these plans to help reduce uh, the cost of medicine by 70 75%. And then they started being like, we take these initiatives from Singapore, which has uh, limited universal health care. And I just put the laughing emoji on there. He's like, what's so funny about this? And I was like, any solution that calls for the reformation of the private industry instead of the destruction of it is just 
you're putting a Band-Aid on a bullet wound. Like, maybe having a big gauze will help, but you're still bleeding out. Like, yeah. that's not fixing the problem. I'm like, and he's like, people just need, we need to make a system with more competition so there's more access to to healthcare. And I was just like, and I said the analogy that I did not come up with, thrown at me, but it's like saying Lamborghini access or Learjet access. I have access to a Learjet. Technically, I could buy one if I wanted to, but I don't have the money to do so. Therefore, I don't have access. Really, I have access to it. And that's the point. Yeah. The fact that people have access to healthcare doesn't fix the problem. The problem is that healthcare costs too much because healthcare is a for-profit industry that will willingly allow people to die or go bankrupt than give them the healthcare that they need. And I was like, you know, explain how insulin went has jumped up like 400% in the last three years. Like, who can afford $1,400 a month? That's rent in a lot of places. I mean, that's double rent in some places. For insulin. Before yeah. you pay your car note, before you pay your your electricity, before you pay your rent, before you pay whatever, you're paying fourteen hundred for something you need to survive. Not need because you know I like it. This is the only way I will live. And like I told him, I was like, we as a nation just have to come to a point where we decide one of two things. Healthcare truly is a right, and that we as society are gonna pay for it through our taxes and we're going to tax the wealthy and we're going to stop building bombs and other, other wasteful things so that we can do what is best for the community. Or we are a nation that believes capitalism is okay. Even if that means that a swath of our, of our people will die every day, every month, every year, but we can't have it both ways. We can't talk about how we want to take care of people but also have the system that cannibalizes our own citizens. Here, 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 here. And last thing on that point, and I'll say it quickly, the idea that people will defend billionaires' rights to hoard money, corporations' rights to pay zero in taxes because they're quote-unquote creators, or the idea that we need to spend more than our 10 next competitors on military spending, but don't get upset over the fact that we're not spending money for infrastructure, for education, for healthcare. Like, what is wrong with you? Because if you're not uber rich, then you're uber stupid. Because you're basically saying it's okay to kill a lot of us so that a few people who I will never be a part of can have the but, best But that's life. the thing, though. They they believe in their heart of hearts that they will be one of those guys. That, that's how that works. It doesn't make any sense. Oh, trust me. I know. But that that's their belief. That one day they will be rich. Well, I mean, whenever I meet someone like that, I'm just like, do you know a millionaire? You're like, no. Anyone in your family a millionaire? No. Anyone in your family ever been of that wealth in your history of your family? No. So what makes you think that you're somehow going to join this class when everyone you know, everyone you grew up with, everyone you associate has not reached that class? And the funny thing is when I find someone who does know someone from that class who isn't wealthy, like I do, I actually do know a millionaire. He's a doctor. He does this, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, what type of class did they come from? Well, his dad was a lawyer and his mom was a professor. And you're like, you got that in your history? 
silence. Or I get blocked. One, mm. two. But you know what? Uh, they might win the lottery, so. Yeah, I mean, one day, someday. Well, Red in other news, Disney Plus. Let's talk about yep. that. Yep. Everybody's been talking about it. Everyone has been on it. It's finally and here. I, I got to give a shout out to uh, Jaquise Neal for slapping the hands of people who are just way too entitled. The shit that was coming out on day one of people being like, I'm going to cancel my subscription. This shit isn't. Where's all the content? Where's all this? Where's all that? Being like, yo, man, it's day one. The fact that their systems maybe aren't running as quickly because everyone and their mama's on it might have something to do with it. Two days later, everyone's calmed down, come back to Earth. Mm, I, don't I know. hear, I hear, well, here we go, Rich. Come on, do it. Just Here, go ahead and do it. Here's why because, I mean, this isn't Apple, this isn't uh, NBC. Well, you know what? I want to excuse it if it was NBC. Um, this isn't, I don't know who. who what other stupid uh, DC, you know, this is Disney. Like they've got a catalog, they've got all this stuff and you know, I signed up, uh, but there really isn't much of anything there. And I mean, I'm going to sign up for the year, but as somebody who signed up for DC service day one and then quit like three, four months down the road, the problem is, and, and and this is a problem with a lot of stream services. CBS All Access is why I'll never buy their service. Because a lot of these places, they trickle out the content just to keep you subscribed. Instead of giving you... Like, I, I, I get that, that Netflix, they give you so much content so that there's a reason to stay subscribed. But, like... CBS All Access and even Disney, I'm not Disney, uh, um, DC, they've got one show at a time. That's just not worth it enough. You know, then their back catalogs are usually, you know, leave a lot to be desired. So, like, I understand people's frustration, especially if, you know, you're one of the people who's like, we've been here before, I've seen this before. And, like, I get it. I mean, I guess. I just think that people expect to have netflix right when they join and it's just like netflix has been out for like a decade yeah netflix has been out for a long time but at the same time you know that's i don't know if that's that's in my opinion not an excuse because if you know what everybody else is doing if you know what um you know the big dog in the stream service is doing then you need to step up your game so that you're on the same level or approaching that same level. You just but I can't mean, even approach that level. Not on day one. No, 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 no. Okay, days. okay, okay. Give I'm not talking. Days. Hey, I will give them the fact that they don't have that. The only shows that they have is what uh, Mandalorian. But I mean, look at their original content. All they have is Mandalorian, uh, Lady and the Tramp, and like two other shows or something like that. You know, like super kids shows or whatever. And if this is a service for kids, fine then. You know what? Then we've all just been a bit misled. But well, I don't under, I don't understand why people aren't giving them time. People knew know the schedule of like what if 
um, Hawk and, Hawk and um, Winter Soldier, everyone knows that those things weren't going to be available right as they came out. They never said that. And this is another thing that makes me mad about the... No, no, no. People. Here's the thing. I'm not... What I'm saying is, then then release when you have more. But, like, right now, I have... Okay, right now, if I the way I subscribe to it... Okay, yeah, I can watch all the old Disney stuff and all that nostalgia. But right now, honestly, that's six ninety nine a month. I'm, I'd be better off canceling right now and then coming back in three months when there's actually stuff there. Can you watch all the Marvel movies? But, I mean, I'm not watching... I don't go back and watch the Marvel movies. Yeah, but that's you. That's what I'm saying. But for the majority of the people, that was some of the draw. Like, I, a person who doesn't own all the Marvel movies, love having access to the subscription because I'll be able to... I won't have to hope that, um, you know, Winter Soldier comes on the TV screen, although I own that. But, like... I've been rewatching Doctor Strange because I've gotten a better appreciation for it. It's not as shitty as the movie as I thought it was. Um, the idea that I can now do that for Marvel movies, I can do that. I can go back and watch a bunch of the old Disney movies that I don't quite remember. For six ninety nine, what do you expect for $7? That's cheaper than a combo meal. Oh, like I said, like I said, I mean, You're I getting get more it. gratification out of a Big Mac meal than you are out of that? <laughs> Like, I'm sorry, you can't justify that to me. You're just, at that point, people are just bitching because that's what we do today, bitch. No, I, I, no, that's not fair. I don't think that's fair. I do. It's just, the price point is amazing. And not only that, you get access to Hulu and you get access to uh, ESPN, so you're technically paying less no, than... No, you don't. That's twelve ninety nine a month. Well, who's not getting the twelve ninety nine a month? I'm not getting the twelve ninety nine. Well, I guess I will be, since... You know. Well, do you have Hulu? Because if you have Hulu, then you're fine. I don't have Hulu, but I, I I've never really it. needed Hulu. Well, me either. I'm not a big Hulu fan. There's nothing yeah, Hulu doesn't that have shit there, really. So not, not anything that would make me get specifically Hulu. So, but still, yeah. seven seven ninety nine. That's still six ninety nine. Whatever it is, that price point is right. So yeah. And again, I'm not saying that. Yeah. My worry is that. Uh, with all these streaming services, because a lot of them are in trouble. A lot of them. Apple is is fuck the dog. You know, like I, I kind of feel like Apple might just be done so. You know, and, and they haven't been out a month, maybe. You know, and it's just like nothing but horror stories about their service, um, and and especially their service and their shows. And, and I guess what I'm worried about or concerned about is that all these streaming services are going to fail. And I don't, I don't know why that concerns me, but it does. Like I, I want them to succeed. I want them to fail. I want it to go back to one central place. Like we don't, no mm. one needs it because they're trying to price gouge the public. And I hope the public continues to give them the finger. Like Disney, I think will be one where because of Star Wars, because they got all the Fox stuff, because of their Disney catalog, they're going to survive this new round. I hope that it ends up, and they have Hulu, so it's basically Disney and Netflix. And I'm fine with that. I hope Disney controls their content and anyone who doesn't want to fuck with Disney goes to Hulu. If that's my perfect situation, a two-team tier, whatchamacallit, you're paying seven bucks on one, even if it gets up to ten bucks for Marvel eventually, as long as like Netflix is like 15, 20, I'll pay 30 bucks a month to have access to a shitload of content. That's not a bad thing from two companies. 
Mm-hmm. That's doable. That's still cheaper than any um, whatchamacallit you'll get from cable. And the best thing about that is if Disney and Netflix become great and people flood leave cable, then that means the, pe- the few of us who do stay on cable continue to get price breaks. Like I've gotten so many price breaks from DirecTV. I used to pay like one seventy five, one ninety, two hundred dollars in cable. Cable used to be expensive. I pay like one twenty, maybe, maybe one ten right now, and I could get it all the way down to to like eighty nine if I didn't love you know European soccer and rugby and have uh, equipment protection on my stuff. But aside from that, like the more people go to successful streaming the better it is for me. And the more those other things like CBS All Access and uh, Peacock and Apple, the more they fell, the less likely someone else is to make this mistake. I mean, I'm just I winning. Guess you have a point. I want that. I want it. Hmm. I guess I, I want them to be successful because I, I, as a cord cutter, like I like a la carte. I like just getting what I want and not having to worry about everything else. Which I get. I mean, there it could come a point where I cut the cord and just buy access to, like, the Premier League and say goodbye to rugby. I like to watch it, but I'm not, like, dedicated to it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in that case, I'd have to get um, Disney with ESPN so I can still watch my Duke basketball. But you can it, – it's pretty easy to watch a lot of sports Without having to be connected, although I do get all my package game cables. See, that's the thing. Like, it's just there's so many advantages. If, if as a sports fan, cable is almost necessary, or I just have to give up liking it. Well, there's that YouTube thing you could get. It's like it has all the sports packages. It has a bunch of them, but doesn't have all of them. Like okay. I, or I have to watch them after the game. Like I don't want to have to watch Packers games or like you know have to wait for the full four hour. Packers game and then watch it like fuck that oh I thought that stuff was uh, live some of them are live with the things that they that they um, contract with but like outside Mm -hmm. of that you know kind of that's an A okay Um, but we can't talk about Mandalorian because you haven't seen it yet I'll just say this I'll just say this it's the Star Wars I've been waiting for for a long fucking time like this is this is what I've wanted and I'm, I'm glad it's finally here uh, this is good Star, Star Wars it's fun and I'm I'm so happy god I'm so happy with this stuff yeah I saw your um, your very amazing uh, what's it called uh, oh the meme book tweet? yeah that was yeah. so funny there you are Star Wars <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to see it. Um, see what everything's about, Baby Yoda that everyone's talking about, um, which obviously isn't Baby Yoda. But I'm just excited to see the um, Mandalorian, and then to just watch so much Marvel movies and so many Disney movies. Like I can't wait to watch. Uh, hopefully, Sword of the Stone is in is in is available. Mm-hmm. I want to watch that. Now, what's that other one? It's like a real dark. Um, a medieval-like movie from Disney. Uh, it had its own video game. What was it called? Uh, Disney movie. Sword. Nope. Disney movie medieval. 
Yeah, because I'm drawing a blank here. I'll say this. You know what's not there? The Black there? Cauldron. Oh, the Bam. Black Cauldron. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was the uh, one. But you know what's not there? And I'm really disappointed. Uh, I almost canceled oh, my subscription is. right there. I know Because I, I looked for it, and it wasn't there. And I'm just saying, like, Song of the South. You know, my favorite Disney movie is not there, you know? That's what this whole thing was about, nostalgia and all that. And I can't get Song of the South? Reg, here we go. Go with me here. Okay. Song of the South, live action, uh, reboot, Kanye West. (laughs) Kanye West's Uncle Remus? (laughs) Could it be any better? (laughs) Maybe the kids come back, they're grown up, it's Tammy Lauren, Richard Spencer. Can it get any better? Oh, I like it. I like it. <laughs> Don't tell me you can't. Don't tell and he could even do a soundtrack for it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, for your mind. He could be like, I was a slave, but now I'm free because I chose to be. Right. <laughs> and he could so, talk, talk about how he didn't um, fight in the, uh, for, the, for uh, the North in the Civil War because he, yep. he wanted to think about freedom or something. And then it goes from that to, uh, from that leaps into the universe of Confederate from, uh, the guys from, uh, oh, oh my goodness. The synergy, Just like Jonathan. that. Just like the that. Synergy. You've connected a universe. You've connected a universe. Boom. Drop the bomb. <laughs> that would be hilarious. I wonder what Song of the South has on, uh, Rotten Tomatoes. I wonder if it's even on there. Also, I heard, uh, I'm going to go ahead and check this in a second, from a tweet that evidently uh, Sister Act 2 has a 7% on Rotten Tomato. You know what? No. I could believe it. Um, and here's the thing. When it comes to Rotten Tomatoes... One star. One star. Here's the thing. When it comes to old movies on Rotten Tomatoes, I, I just don't, I don't think you can really trust those scores because nobody's going back to... The only people going back that far to to rate a a movie, you know, are people that either love it or hate it, you know. So, like, I can get it. Plus, like, you know, Whoopi's had some controversial shit, you know. So, like, I could imagine that it got down that low because of something she may have said on The View one day, you know. So, like, not saying that she said things controversial, but, you know, those... Yeah, the people, soy boys types. Exactly. So, like, I, I could imagine that it had nothing to do with the score whatsoever. I'm sorry. It has a 61% audience rating and a 7% critic rating. That is, that's unacceptable. Okay, well, then, I don't, well, again, again, that's like, okay. I don't know how far back they, you know, do things or or, or, or what, you know, who who they're measuring when it comes to those scores. You want to guess what Song of the South's critic score is? Song of the South has a critic score? See, that's what oh, I'm talking about. Yes. Oh, I, I bet guess. it's high. I bet it's 83%. No, not that high. 77. Come down. Come down. That's close to the audience score. Audience score is 72. Oh, 58? Just a little bit lower. 57. A bit lower, not 90 bit. 
Still lower, but a little. 47? 45%. Although, to be fair, total count's only 11. I just looked at that. Hmm. But well, I can't believe it has a 72% audience score. What the Okay, fuck? Jonathan, I, I gotta say, I, I was under the impression that was a higher score from your reaction. 45 is too fucking high for this. Song of the South? You're telling yeah. me Song of the South deserves to be anything close to 50%. I mean, no, but, like, I, this is talking about from critics at the time. So, like, I get it. How do you... I don't think it's critics of the time. It has to be. There's no way that oh, modern-day critics were giving it that, that high of a score. Hold up. I'm going to go back and check. I, this I have to. Uh, 2006, 2006, 2003, 2018, 2018, 2003. Hold on, I have to look this up. What were they saying? I found it be thoroughly lame, 2019. If the market were there, then what a joyous series of 10-minute cartoons and Alcarima scenes he could have produced. As it is, Song of South is neither fish foul nor good. Top critic. This rather mushy combination of animated live action is one of Disney's most controversial episodes. I just don't... This film is not racist, but it stupidly regurgitates the old myth of happy singing slaves who love working on Master's Plantation. That's fucking racist, bro! Two and a half out of five. Full review. I don't know what this person is. But that's a... I'm telling you, oh, 2.5 out of five? What the fuck? Right? Well, that's a 50%. That's, not, that's I mean, my point. It does not deserve two and a half out of five. Are you out of your mind? Especially in 2005. No, it's crazy. No, that was 2000 still. Stories are pretty good folk, though a little too coyly calculated. But the, child, the plantation stuff is beneath contempt. Better save this for nostalgia only. Kids won't be missing any. Don't save this for nostalgia only. Burn this shit on a pyre is what you should say. This is shit I'm talking about, man. I don't see. I don't believe two out no. of five. I'll say two this: dude's giving two at four. Mm. I have no problem with Song of the South being out there, and I want it to be out there. I don't think it should be burned on the pyre. And the same thing for um, uh, Birth, of, Birth a of a Nation, because that's history. Even if it is a bad history, I think it needs to be out there, and that's why. Like as much as I joke about that, I really. Like, if, if Disney was like, yeah, we're going to put Song of the South in, in the thing, then I would be, I'd be out here, you know, giving them a pat on the shoulder. Because I really, I'm pat on the back, rather. Because I, I really do think that these things need, they need to be out there. People need to see that this was, there was a time when this was okay. You know, when this was mainstream. Because by acting like it's not, people convince themselves that we are somehow past all that you know or or that things like that that we see happen today aren't that big of a deal you know true they, they need to re- be reminded that you know racism isn't it, you know can be out in the open and and needs to be we need to be reminded of the things that that we've done even the things that we're not proud of like look at all these people who you know the first episode of Watchmen, they're like, what? A Tulsa race riots? How did I not know about this? Black Wall Street, what? You know? And it's that because, you know, it, 
we need this stuff out here so people know because people don't know well, that's true uh... that reminds me I need to send out my obligatory you know what I, I looked through the Disney catalog and I don't see Song of the South I, I have not sent that out yet I'm going to remedy that <laughs> um but yeah, so uh, I guess we, we've got one thing in Cop Watch. This Arizona officer assaulted a 15-year-old quadriplegic amputee, body slammed him, did all this stuff. It was caught on film, and he said, as as they always do, he felt threatened. Uh, Threat- one. One correction, uh, wasn't a quadrupedic, he was a quadruple, quadruple, quadruple amputee. amputee. Oh my goodness, what did I say? Okay, thank you. Quad- yeah. I got that all wrong. Well, mostly right, just one word wrong. Um, yeah. but again, you know, uh, just an update on that story. Uh, the officer has been, um, the officer has been suspended. Uh, the charges against both, both, uh, use have been dropped and an independent. I put that in air quotes. Investigation has begun. Um, now, if you watch the video, which is fucking horrible, the guy, the kid, doesn't even have a shirt on. Right. So he doesn't have a shirt on. He doesn't have hands because of his a birth condition. So even if say he had a gun in his in his shorts. No, let's not even. Let's not even. I'm no. just saying, how could you be threatened from a person who can't wield a weapon? Right. Like, that's my point. And that's something that the defense lawyer brought up. And he said he had no shirt on, so he knew he was unarmed. And even if he wasn't unarmed, there's no way for him to utilize the weapon to harm that cop who outweighs him by like 200 pounds. Yeah. And then his buddy, who was just like, you know, get off of him, don't, don't touch him like that. He gets arrested, peacefully... Puts his hand behind his back, surrenders to a police officer. They cuff him, and then that same officer who attacked this 15-year-old slams this 16-year-old's head into the wall before taking him to the police car. Like, that shit is just... And again, you know, people like, oh, a few bad apples. Like, this is why we say there are no few bad apples, that the whole bunch is... That's why I say that. Well, first of all, that is the, the whole phrase. A few bad apples spoils the bunch. Right. But but what I'm saying is all of policing is problematic because, like, this guy, the fact that he could do this and, and, you know, would have people with him that, you know, are just okay with it, that then nobody turned him in, none of his fellow officers stood stood up for what was right, you know? Like, it's just, and, that's the shit that, that I, I can't get over. Well, so here's the thing. Like when he was when he attacked the 15 year old, he was the only officer on scene. So you and he didn't have a body cam. So you could say that maybe they didn't know. But once you see him slam that other kid's head into the wall, what are you doing? Right. What are you doing? Um, and one other story in Cop Watch that I want to talk about um, that I I saw flip across my Twitter feed. Uh, Minneapolis police. Uh, recently discovered 1,700 untested rape kits spanning 30 years. Oh my goodness, that broke my heart hearing that. Yeah. 
1,700 untested raid kits. And you know what? Most of those kits, even if run, uh, statue limitations. Of limitations. Yeah. That's, that's uh, fucked and, up on and, so many levels. And the person who posted, who I saw, who retweeted that, basically said the quote that is often said about women who are raped. Why didn't they go to the police? Yeah. It's Can just... you imagine? Like, and again, like, people should be fired over this shit. Like, people should be out of jobs because of that. Oh, and Reg, you know, this all came up due to a journal review of a audit that was done in 2005. Excuse me, 2015. Mm-hmm. So, a short four years ago. Uh, do you know what that number came up when they did their audit, when the police audited it? No. It 194 untested kits is what they said they had. Wow. They were off by about 1,500. Amazing. Disgusting. And again, like Flint with its water issue, like the banking, like... uh. PEG out in California. No one's gonna go to jail for this. Like no one's, no one's gonna go to jail. No one's going to be held accountable. Someone might lose their job. If I lose their job, be able to resign probably with the pension. And again, this is what people talk about: the Minneapolis police, a police force that just shoots unarmed black men like it's a sport. Um has a history of just corruption and ineptitude in all of their divisions. Yet, no one's held accountable. Can you imagine if you did something even considerable like this? Like if they're like, Reg, we've been noticing that some bags aren't making it to your location. And then they found that you had been hiding 1,700 bags <laughs> in a closet or in a warehouse. <laughs> You'd be fired. You'd be sued. Like, yeah, that's funny. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. It is fucking crazy. Yeah, but... it's insane. Um, but uh, let's hurry up and do. Uh, it came from the internet before before we get out of here. Um, and this it came from the internet. I had one crazy story that's all about this woman who died while falling out of her car. Uh, so evidently she had been had gone to a dinner with her husband. They got into an argument and she had been drinking. He hadn't. And she climbed out of the window of a moving car, hit the sidewalk, survived, then got hit by another car where she died. Um, it's fucking crazy. This world, I, it feels like this world is just going right off the rail. So she she just what, just opened the door and it's like, I'm I'm out of here. Just I'm out of here, out of a moving car. Huh. Not only, I mean, there's so many crazy, so many crazy stories going I, on. I thought that was going to be one of your selfie stories, but it's not. That's no, weird. not no. It's it almost is, but not quite. Um, <laughs> another funny thing. Well, that's not. Uh, but. I did want to talk some sports news that came from the internet. I don't know if you saw it, Reg. Did you see the uh, fight that happened at the end of the Thursday night football game? Yes. Woo, boy. I'm kind of upset about the punishment that's been doled out because the quarterback who started the fight, uh, and not for nothing, 
the only white guy in, uh, involved in it is the only person who really isn't punished. He got fined, but that was it. Uh, did he get suspended has, or anything like that? He did not get suspended at all. For And here's the thing. He started the fight by trying to pull Miles Garrett's helmet. He then kicked him in the groin. Uh, Miles then pulled his helmet off, got separated by his own lineman. Then he escalated by going back after Miles, back into running in, you know, trying to fight him. And then he got hit in the face with his helmet, which is inexcusable. You cannot hit people with a helmet using that as a weapon. I agree with that. However, suspending him indefinitely is just too much. And I hope, and he's appealing it. It is too, listen. They gave a guy five games for pulling a helmet off of a, off of his opponent and stepping on his face, causing him to have 30 stitches. And if that guy's getting five games, you cannot give someone else six games for a way less violent crime. Hmm. You already set a precedent, and that's what I hope the Players Association will say and be like, this is ridiculous. Give him five games. Give him, I said six games. Five, six, I'm fine with that. I said six games reduced to four on on appeal. But indefinitely and then making him have to reapply for no, nah, I'm I'm sorry. They're they had a guy who hit a guy in the helmet so hard that he gave him a concussion and he was bleeding from his ears. That guy's not gonna get suspended at all. So I'm sorry. A fight between two guys, one, the guy who es- who started it and then escalated it again. Uh, like he just, it, it, it's unfair punishment as far as I'm. I I saw one guy on one of those sports shows that that put it like this, and maybe because I don't really care, <laughs> uh, I could be wrong in this, but like I I understood where he was coming from, and I kind of agree. And but basically, he was he's he was saying that you know it's one thing if you know. You're talking about, like, if you're in a bar fight, you know, if you're in a bar fight, something happens, things are bad, but, you know, it's a fight. But then if somebody brings out a bottle and starts to cut people, well, then we're talking about two two totally different kinds of things here. Is is that not kind of accurate or, or... Because, I mean, it's one thing to get into a fight, but it's one another thing to, you know... Take well, that's the reason his helmet off and smacked him around with it. Oh, here's my thing, and that's the reason why I say that's that's where the four games come from. Mm-hmm. It's from in, in, because if the quarterback doesn't go back into that, doesn't escalate things, no one gets thrown out of that game. Pulling a helmet off of your opponent—that's a 15-yard penalty. Unsportsmanlike conduct. No one's getting suspended. They might get fined, ten thousand here, twenty-five thousand there, fifty thousand there. But nothing happens. The victim, in my mind, isn't a victim. The victim went in to go into a fight and then bit off more than he could chew. He holds responsibility for that. And is I this think, another thing where they're protecting quarterbacks? Wasn't oh, they always protect problem? quarterbacks more. If, that, if, that was a, if that's a running back, he's not getting that same uh, – mm-hmm. They always protect quarterbacks, and I don't know. I just – I don't agree with the punishment, but I never agree with the punishment for the NFL. Beat your wife, one game. Hit a guy with a helmet, indefinite suspension. Figure that out. Hmm. Hmm, hmm. 
Well, I'll just be honest. Um, I wish I could add more to it, but um, I thought it was an interesting thing to see. But I, I just I don't have a dog in the fight. I, yeah. But I will say this: there was a sports story that I did care about, and that's uh, Colin Kaepernick. So is he coming back, or what's going on? Just training? Is that what this is? This was a um. So this what was basically. A showcase, yeah, to allow him to show his showcase his skills, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of people saw it as a PR stunt by the NFL to basically be like, "See, we're not blackballing him. We'll even go and watch him throw." But they tried to restrict it and control it so much that he ended up leaving the the Atlanta site, uh, the Falcons uh, site that he was supposed to do this at, and went to a high school where. Basically allowed troll transparency. They weren't going to allow the media in. Um, they were, but they were going to. They said pass tape of the uh, uh, of the workout to to the different teams, right? Mm-hmm. But the problem with that is like they weren't allowing Kaepernick's people to see the video. They so basically they were going to cut the video as they chose. And Kaepernick's people are just like, why would we do this? Why would we give you complete control over the narrative? You know, we won't even be able to say that you manipulated it because you won't show it to. Him. And, and wasn't there also something about uh, they wanted him to sign something saying that they didn't violate his civil rights or something like that? Basically, they wanted him to sign a waiver that was like basically crafted to so I sort of give a good face to the NFL while basically allowing like giving them to be able to be like, like you said, uh, you know, he didn't block we didn't block him and this had nothing to do with uh, his civil rights or his protests, you know, and all that Mm -hmm. bullshit. So does this mean he's not going to be coming back or or what? What's the deal? The way the internet, and again, as a lay person who's, you know, only follows whatever comes up in my feed when it comes to sports, people made it seem like Kaepernick was back. Well, the I, the hope is that um, he's basically in the same position he was yesterday, or the two days before, uh, where people have the opportunity to sign him. The question is, will a team take the chance to sign him? Because, you know, like someone, one of the critics said, you know, so that's the deep ball, looks in great shape, looks just like he did when he left, when he played the field, played in the field last year. So people have known that he's been training. People know that he's available. And people know there are worse quarterbacks on other rosters. Like, it's not a question of can he play. The question is, is to give him the chance to play. Is there a team that's going to buck the trend and say, we're going to give this guy a shot to even just be on the team? And there are, what I don't and, understand is there are a bunch of teams that suck and have shitty-ass quarterbacks. Are they really? Is it really just politics and spite? It's politics and spite, a hundred percent. But wouldn't they to... make like wouldn't the like the team like hell wouldn't like if the Cleveland Browns went and signed and wouldn't they all of a sudden like shoot up in like popularity or something or or no? I mean, you I, sell... I have to imagine that there would be so many Cleveland Brown Kaepernick jerseys sold. Like they he... would make shit ton of money, right? Reg, he had the number one selling jersey last year and he didn't fucking play. Yeah. You would get people who, people like me who would be like, I'm not buying, I'm not a Browns fan, I'm not a Bengals fan, but I'll fucking buy a jersey to support him. Mm -hmm. People will make money, but like, 
it's an old boy system, you know? I talked to a friend today who was just like, you know, I can understand why you went and signed him. I was like, I can't. You have there's this guy, Nate Peterman, who played for the Bills the last few years. This motherfucker in two games threw ten interceptions, Reg. The two and a half games. Five uh five, three, two. Two and a half games. Mm-hmm. Ten quarters. And that motherfucker got signed as a backup for a quarter for a team this year until he got hurt, put on IR for the. You can't tell me that there are sixty-four better quarterbacks than Colin Kaepernick on this. And you can sign him for a veteran's minimum, so you don't have to say it's because he want he's asking for too much money. It's just the fact that it's an old boy system, and they don't want to sign a black guy who's what he does are they still kneeling uh or, not really or, there are people or, who are still kneeling. it's not like a thing okay some people care i see so uh jay-z was right we're beyond kneeling fuck that dude <laughs> rihanna straight rihanna straight up called him a sellout too yeah uh, she was the original person that they wanted for the halftime show mm-hmm. and they said why did you do, why did you say no to it and she goes, understanding, being in support of Kaepernick and social justice. She's like, I couldn't. It's like, damn. Nice. Said what I said. I it's funny. They, said. Asked, they asked Jennifer Lopez about that. Like, you know, how can you. Yada, yada, yada. And she's like, oh, well, I just think you it's. keep breaking it's... up. She said, uh, they asked Jennifer Lopez the same question recently because mm-hmm. she's going to be the halftime show. And she pulled the bullshit. I'm trying to increase Latin, uh, imp- not Latin influence and representation. All right, man, you fake as a fifteen dollar bill. <laughs> Alrighty then. Uh, I think we're gonna leave it at that. Um, this is the last time that we won't be in the same room when we record. It's the last time I'll be able to play. While wow, while I record, and you not know, um, I see you fishing. <laughs> that deviant fish is not going to catch itself. It really isn't. <laughs> Make that money. Yeah. Um. But as always, guys, thank you for listening for a hundred and one shows now. Um. But as always, please speak your truth, tell your story, and stay woke. I know one thing we will be changing. Our outro. Okay. You can find John at Tempe WMF on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find his other stuff at Tempe'sWorld.com. And you can find Reggie at Hedonis. That's H-I-D-D-A-N-A-S. He co-hosts In My Humble Opinion and the Cinema Chat Podcast.